Welcome to the Profit Priority Podcast, where we empower creatives to grow their business, expand their profits, and maximize their personal time. I'm your host, Lorianne Kuntz, wife, mama, and lover of all things business. Here on Profit Priority, we talk about it all, from unveiling money management tips that will help you maximize your profits, to talking about time management ideas that will help you stay inspired to continue to create, and to help you protect and preserve your energy so you can be present in all areas of your life, whether it's business or it's personal. Profit isn't just about money. It's about way more than that. Hi, everybody. Today, I have April on the show with me, which she will be coming on here and there in the future because she is one of my bookkeepers. So she's been part of our team here for, I don't know, it's been like a year and a half. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's been like a year and a half and she is really, I feel like I read a lot of like business stuff with her or by her. She's been with me through a lot of growth and a lot of changes in the company. So it's been really fun to have her on the team. And so I want to have her introduce herself. And then we are also going to be talking about six things we need to do now before the end of the year so that you have a stress-free tax season. You don't want to get to like March or April and get all stressed out and overwhelmed. Be like, okay, I got to go back and get all this stuff done. So we're going to give you six things that you can do to really prepare yourself and you can go through the holidays and enjoy yourself. And then you'll be all ready to go for a stress-free tax season. But with that, April, can you introduce yourself? Let everybody know who you are, how you got involved in our team. So I actually graduated from high school, went to a local community college and got my accounting degree. Not really sure what I wanted to do with it or what I was going to do. And then I moved to Ohio and started working as a full-time office manager. And there I did lots of book work along with HR and all the other things, answering phones. And then about, yeah, a year and a half ago, I saw Lorianne post that she was looking for just a bookkeeper. And that sounded like right up my alley. And I was excited because I just enjoy more down in the books and getting in the numbers versus all the customers service aspect of like on the phone and HR and workers' compensation claims and all the other thing. I just enjoyed being in the numbers and in the books so much more. And so from there, talking to Lori Ann, I started working for her, took on a couple clients while I was still working full-time there. And then just within the past year, I've dropped off from part-time to there and started working more for Lorianne. And it's just been amazing to be able to work from home hours I choose and just have such a great, strong leader and just, yeah, be able to do what I love in a more fun format that I like. (laughs) Yeah, it's super fun. And so how do our families know each other? Yeah, I feel like there's connections. Definitely. We we didn't know each other. Yeah. But we had like, it was like, our families knew each other. <laughs> yeah. I'm originally from Virginia and your grandparents are from Georgia. Yes. And see, I think your mom's sister lives in Virginia as well. And my yes. mom and her are very good friends. And so always I've always known of like Lorian's parents and who they were. I remember getting the Christmas cards growing up. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> but I never I, I don't think I ever actually met you. Like No, I never met yeah. you or like talked to you, I think. We might have followed each other on Instagram, like our personal Instagrams, because mutual friends and we live like 
30 minutes away. So yeah. And I definitely like that's how I realized you like had this business, didn't really know what it was. And when I was like, she's looking for a bookkeeper. I'm like, oh, that's me. I can be her bookkeeper. (laughs) So yeah, it kind of just went from there. And then yeah, our families definitely know each other. So a small world, but now we're both in Ohio and actually it's fun that we're kind of team members and we get to see each other in person, have play dates with our kids and hang out together. So it's really yeah. fun. We also like to go on runs. And I remember one specific one in last summer, it was like one of our long runs. I don't know. It was probably like, I think it was like our six mile one. And we were literally talking about balance sheets. And I think I was in the middle of a cleanup or something. And we were like brainstorming different things and talking through like all these like debits and credits and these <laughs> Like accounting stuff while we're running. Like people that pass us probably thought we were like crazy. <laughs> yes, but made the run go so fast and I'm ready for the warmer weather so we can get back out there. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, so like I said before, we're going to go through six quick things that you can do now to prepare for tax season. And number one is have a tax repair. So if you do not do or have one lined up already, like go ahead, go find one now. If you need a recommendation, you can email us. We can give you our recommendation. But if you have a business, if you are really, whether you're filing as a sole proprietor, an LLC, definitely 100%. If you're filing as an S corp or a C corp or a partnership, you need to have a tax repair. And so if you don't have one, get on it because they will fill up and they will not, like a lot of them don't accept clients past a certain time like in the calendar. I don't, yeah. So at a certain period, they will not accept any more new clients because they will fill up really quickly. And the good ones are honestly, a lot of them are pretty full already for the 2022 tax season. Do you have any, any yeah, thoughts on that? Say, just remember your bookkeeper is not your tax preparer. We will help you yes. get everything ready, get you all your final reports to send them. So that it should be a mindless, easy thing for you. But just remember, yeah, have a professional tax preparer that you can work with as well. Yeah. And along that too, is with having a bookkeeper on your team, this is going to be a shameless pitch for having bookkeepers, but having a bookkeeper on your team helps allow you to have an easy and straightforward tax like preparation with your actual like tax accountant, because your numbers will be accurate. They won't have to be asking you all these questions, getting all these reports back and forth, making sure that bank accounts are reconciled because we have been keeping up with it throughout the year. So that's kind of a little bit about the two different ones. I do have a podcast episode on just the differences between bookkeepers, accountants, tax strategists, kind of all the things. I believe it's episode five, possibly. You'd have to go and double check on that one. Yeah. And I've had a small business. They're actually like a, I think they were a plumbing company come to me in like November, like, Hey, April, can you come look at my books? We haven't reconciled this year. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And it was such an overwhelming task. I was able to accomplish it for them. And but there were so many transactions. It was just like we had to just like guess because he didn't know. He didn't remember from months ago. Amazing thing about having a bookkeeper, everything's reconciled, up to date, and you just don't have to worry about that. And I don't know. It was very stressful. He was very stressed, not even sure he had everything in the right category. So yes, I think that having a bookkeeper or keeping up with it yourself if you're able to is just key. And then, yeah, making sure you have a professional ready to go when the time comes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then our second point here is you need to determine if you need to file any 1099s and collect any W-9s if needed. 
Yes, for in sure. That, yeah. In that sense of thing, I mean, a W-9 is simply just gra- grabbing your client or your subcontractor, whoever, grabbing their EIN number or their social security number, if that's what they have, and making sure that you have the information for your 1099 because you cannot send those out if you don't have that. Yes, for sure. And those are required to be filed by January 31st. So I would go ahead and make sure you have all of the forms, all of the W-9s so that you're not like pounding down all of your contractors in the middle of January because a lot of times it's like a pulling teeth to get that W-9. And so make sure, honestly, whenever you first sign on with a contractor, you get that if you need it. But along that 1099, if you pay via bank transfer cash or check, you are required to file a 1099. Now, if you file or pay your contractor with a credit card or via PayPal goods and services via like HoneyBook or Debsado or something like that, they send out what is it called a 1099K if it hits the threshold. And so you are not required to file a 1099 if you pay via like what I was saying, HoneyBook, Debsado, uh, credit card, PayPal, goods and services. So just remember it's via cash check or bank transfer, you are supposed to pay or file a 1099 for them. Yes. And I've worked in the world where we are calling contractors in January. (laughs) It is very much like pulling teeth because we didn't have, we're just such a large company. There were so many of them. We would go run 1099s and it's like, oh, we need these 10 peoples. And yeah, that can just be really frustrating. So yeah, you go ahead and nip that in the bud and then just grab them when you have them come on, have them fill out a W-9, some kind of paperwork. It's nice to have that information already so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Our next point is we kind of touched on number one is get your bookkeeping up to date. So if you are not up to date with it, just take a few hours, get it up to date. It does seem like a very overwhelming thing to do to be able to do a whole entire year of bookkeeping. And basically what's going to happen is, is just take one month at a time. So if you are doing it in a spreadsheet, if you're doing it in a QuickBooks online or Zero or another accounting software, just go one month at a time. Take an evening and do January and February. Take another evening and do March and April. I do that all the time whenever I'm actually right now I'm in the middle of a cleanup and I am you just take one month at a time and just get through it, get that month accurate. And then if you have a little bit of time, do the next month. And I mean, really, we're in November right now when we're recording this. And so there's 10 and a half months. So maybe you just do one month every single day for 10 days and then you're caught up. So I'm sure you can find a little bit of extra 30 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour and a half in a day to be able to get things caught up. But with that, can you kind of go through what needs done? Yeah, definitely. Especially here in the Midwest where it's getting dark at 530 already. We've got stuff done in the evening. So yeah, you want to make sure up to date, get those transactions all categorized, make sure all your bank accounts, credit cards, everything is reconciled. And then if you need help, just call Lorianne. She'll be there to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do offer a consulting call right now because our monthly bookkeeping like done for you spots are filled up. So if you need, we offer a 60 minute consulting call to where we can kind of get a game plan going for that. Hey, do you ever wonder if something can be classified as a business expense? What are business expenses? What are deductions? Well, I have something for you. It is my free business expense and deduction guide, and it walks you through exactly what they are, what tax write-offs are, what the IRS claims are allowed to be business expenses, as well as giving you a list of what I see common creative entrepreneurs use for tax deductions. So head over to www.lauriancoos.com slash deductions 
or click the link in the show notes to grab your free guide. Okay, now back to the episode. Yeah, and I would even say if you have like a certain, maybe you went on a trip this year and you're not sure how to categorize all that, like should it all be travel, should I split out meals? Give your accountant a quick call now. It's oh, yeah. November. They're not crazy tax season yet. Go ahead and just give them a call. They're not going to charge you for it or worry, worry about it. Just go ahead and call them. That way you know, and they'll help you. Yeah. And on on that matter of fact, too, like if you have things going on, if you are, things are changing around this year, it's going to be a little bit different tax year. Call them, set up a meeting. My husband and I actually just met with our tax strategist to kind of like talk through some things that are changing and will be actually happening in January. So it's technically next tax season or next tax year, but I know they're going to be busy in January. So we need to make sure that we get that beforehand before they're too busy and like it's hard to get in with them. Yes, 100%. January to April, they are busy. All right. And then our next point here, if you're filing as an S Corp, make sure to run payroll before the end of the year. Yeah. So as an S Corp owner, the IRS requires you to pay yourself through like as an employee. So you are a W-2 employee and you will, there will be withheld payroll taxes. And this is, it can be a very extensive like topic, but primarily they're wanting you to run and pay yourself what's called a reasonable compensation. And all of this is really just pointing directly to if you are an S Corp, you need to make sure you have a tax preparer on your side to help you through all of this because it does change things up. But they require you to run payroll at least once in the year. Primarily, a lot of times we have our clients run monthly or biweekly to get that reasonable comp in. If you have not ran payroll and you are filing as an S Corp in the year 2022, make sure you talk out, talk to your professional or your tax professional to see how we can fit in that that payroll and how we can make sure that it, we are meeting all the IRS requirements. All right. Yes. And I don't have much to add on that. Just kind of a straightforward point there. Make sure that that gets done. And especially if you've been a proprietor or something else now, like there are new rules with an S Corp and just making sure that you're aware. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Again, if you are an LLC and a sole proprietor or a sole proprietor, this does not apply to you. So you just pay yourself through like transferring out of your business, checking to your personal checking. So this is solely for S-Corps. Yes. And we've had quite a few clients transition to that this year. So if you guys are listening, that one's for you guys. (laughs) And then it should all be taken care of. Yes. We got (laughs) you covered if you're a client here at S-Corp. And then our next point, deductions. Depending on where your profit is at for the year, determine if you need to prepay anything to lower your taxable income. You want to kind of elaborate on that, Lorian? Yeah. So I have some clients that are they're doing really well this year. I think April, you have some of our clients too that it has a really high taxable income. So basically, what that means is it you can find it on like your profit and loss. It's your um like it's your net profit at the end of the day. So it's your bottom line number. It's your sales minus expenses. And that's what's going to be taxed with the IRS. And so if you have a really high taxable income, maybe go ahead and pay off that payment plan that you were doing for a mastermind or a membership or something that you were doing, or you were on a, you're thinking maybe you will, I don't know, redo your website in January or February. See if you can book in and go ahead and pay it this year. The catch is on that is if the Whoever you're paying is not wanting that income to be reported on 2022. You might have a little bit of back and forth, depending on where their books are at. But if you can prepay, that would be a great thing. But yeah. again, it doesn't... to spend the money, it's going to hurt your cash flow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you uh, 
don't have the money, don't spend it. <laughs> like, I think that's where people get caught up is like, oh, it's a tax write-off or it's for the business and it's lowered my taxable income. But if you don't have the money, don't do it because it is going to hurt your cash flow and you're going to see those repercussions happen in January, February, March, and it probably won't be super fun. Yes. And I always think in my head too, like if you're a good business and you're making good money, then you're going to have to pay good taxes too. That's just how yeah. it is. Yeah, don't try to write off just because you have a higher tax bill this year, but maybe you made double what you made last year, which is very true in some of our clients as they've excelled this year. So they're probably going to be shocked when they see their tax bill, but also realizing that they made twice as much income this year. So, yeah, and I think that's a good point is whenever you pay more taxes, like it's not always a bad thing. Again, we want to make sure that taxable income is just as low as we can get it. If you are like hitting multiple six figures, you should be working with the tax strategist because there's just times that you need to do a little bit more extensive tax strategy to help that. So there's always different ways that you can lower that tax, like what you're owing to the IRS. But then at the end of the day, a lot of times, I mean, we still have to pay, like we still have to pay the taxes. And so that's just part of having a business and growing your business. Yeah, for sure. I'd say be on the lookout for the little things that we mentioned that you could use a couple thousand dollars here and there to get your income down. Oh, and one more. Get it down by like 50,000 because. Yeah. And one more thing too, if you are making estimated taxes, hopefully you're, you wouldn't have a tax bill. So that's another point of like throughout the year. And obviously we can't go back. We can't go back to the quarter one, two, and three deadline for the estimated taxes this year, but maybe try to make sure that you're paying an estimated taxes next year. So you're not hit with a really big tax bill. Yes, I think that's super important, even to do as individuals. If you know you're going to owe taxes, it's nice to do that throughout the year. So our last point here is don't forget about your home office and your mileage deductions. Yeah, so there's a, there's two different ways with home office and mileage. There's a simple simplified, and then there's an actual method. But first, if we let's look at mileage. So a lot of times people will track their miles. And they will put their gas as a expense in their business account. Now, if your car is owned by yourself personally, it's that your title isn't you, you need to only be tracking the mileage. The gas should not be going through your account. You need to do one or the other. So simplified versus actual. Actual would be really taking that gas and like making sure that you still document those miles and you only write off a certain percentage. Like it's just a whole whole shebang. So really take that mileage that you do and just put all of your gas assist through your personal account. What you could do is raise your pay a little bit to be able to compensate for those like those gas station charges through your personal account. And then for the home office, again, there's an actual versus simplified method. For both of these, I recommend my clients to do simplified. The simplified method is $5 per square foot of your home office. I would have to double check that. That was last year. It might've went up because I feel like all of their deductions have went up, but $5 per square feet of your home office. Now this home office needs to be a separate room solely dedicated to your business and your house. So if they would come in and see something that's like in the middle of the living room or the entryway or like upstairs landing area, that's not technically just considered a home office. So make sure that is separate. And so the simplified again is the $5 per square foot or whatever it is. And then the actual would be whenever you take the square footage of your home office 
And then you take your utilities so and your all of the things that you pay to have your house. And it's a percentage of those utilities get to pay off or you get to write off. And so it's a lot more math and a lot more calculation. Sometimes you can get a little bit more. Sometimes it's not worth the, worth the headache. And that's how I found for myself is just like simplified. It's just a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. And it looks like on the simplified method, there is a $1,500 cap. Oh. So you can do, yeah, you get your $5 for 300 square feet. And yeah, that's just kind of works. So don't try to yeah. say office is 800 square feet. Right off your whole living I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah. <laughs> your open concept house. That's like a yeah. living room, dining room, and kitchen and yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. They're going to say, no, we're going to put a limit on that. Because I'm sure the first year people tried to do that. <laughs> oh, they always put limits on everything. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, to, just to recap, we got six steps to make it a little bit easier. Number one is have a tax preparer lined up. Number two, determine if you need to file any 1099s and collect any W-9s if needed. Number three is get your bookkeeping up to date. Number four is if you're filing as an S-Corp, just make sure you're running that payroll before the end of the year and talk to your tax like professional for that. Number five is just see if you need to prepay for any expenses, if you can get like lower that taxable income. And number six is don't forget about your home office and mileage deductions. Yes. And thanks for having me on, Lorianne. It was fun and I hope we can do it again. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. She'll be coming on here and there. Yes, this is good. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Profit Priority Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please take a few seconds to leave a rating and review. This helps our podcast continue to grow and reach others just like you. As always, you can head over to lauriannkuntz.com to join our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at lauriannkuntz.co. That's all for now. See you next week.